Well, welcome everyone to Love Versus Hate. My name is Anne. I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate about things in life that we love and hate. And guys, I'm so disappointed in Anne right now. I just found out, well, I asked Anne if she had ever seen She's the Man, a classic, might I add. And she was like, what's that? Is that a movie? And I literally almost started crying. There were tears in my eyes. <laughs> I just can't. You don't know if you've seen it? I don't think I have. Do you know who Amanda Bynes is? I'm sure that you have told me about her and her name does sound familiar, but no. Oh, by the way, real fast. (laughs) We are in my apartment again. So if you hear a cat or if you hear weird, like, you know, it's a little echoey. um, Or if you hear car noises, you you know, it's just that's 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 life. That's life. Um, Tell me about Amanda Bynes, Emily. Well, she's she's kind of crazy now. But back in her prime day, she was amazing. Um, And She's the Man is just like the best movie ever. This isn't what we're talking about for this whole episode, but I I just needed to mention it because I just found out and like I'm appalled. Yeah, it kind of floored her a little bit. I literally like... I feel bad. I needed to grab a Kleenex. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yeah, that's definitely something that we're going to talk about in a future episode. So Yeah, maybe I'll watch it and then I'll be educated and then I can say, yes, I have seen it, Emily. I know exactly who Amanda Bynes is. Yes. Um, the reason that I brought it up, though, is because I was taking a BuzzFeed quiz, as one does when they're trying to fall asleep. <laughs> and so, yeah, I took the BuzzFeed quiz, answered all 10 questions correctly. I knew all of the lines in the movie because it's an iconic movie that Anne needs to watch. When was it made? I don't know. Like, let me check. Do you know who Channing Tatum is? Is that, um, is that the guy who was in Magic Mike? Yes. Ah, hey, I know someone. She's the Man was made in 2006 or came out in 2006. Okay. That's what you asked me, so I answered it. Oh, I forgot I had asked it. Oh, I was like, why are you sounding like I just randomly said that out of nowhere? I hope she asked me that. Rewind. Mm, I think I did. (laughs) When was it made? When was it made? Okay, well, that's all. That's my little rant about She's the Man until I make Anne watch it. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we can move on, I suppose. We should talk about what are we even talking about on this episode? Today, we're talking about documentaries. Yes, we definitely are talking about documentaries. But before we get too far into it, Emily has a new obsession that she was telling me about at work. And she was so excited about it that we had to talk about it on the podcast for our little intro here. So, Emily, what is your newest and latest obsession? So my oldest obsession is probably She's the Man, but my newest (laughs) obsession (laughs) is The Masked Singer. It's so amazing. (laughs) I can't contain my excitement. So tell me about it. What makes it so amazing? Okay. I don't even know. It's just awesome. (laughs) Okay. So I turned it on randomly on Hulu because I was like, I don't know what I should watch. So I just turned it on thinking that it would just be some stupid show that I could have on in the background. 
but boy was I wrong. It was so good. I mean, the costumes, you don't, they're, yeah, they're a little much and like right <laughs> off the bat, you're like, what am I watching? But once you get into it, you're like, holy crap, I can't stop watching. Who is under that mask? Look at all the clues. What do they mean? Who is that person? What is Ken Jong going to think of it? Oh, it's amazing. So the, basically, the premise. <laughs> I was just going to say, the only reason I ever was slightly interested in that show was only because of, because of um, Ken Jong. Because yeah. he's in Community, and Community is one of my all-time... And he's phenomenal in Community. His character is so good. And Community is one of my favorite shows of all time. I'll probably make you watch it on this podcast at some point. Next time we do TV shows, comedies. I might be okay with it. Yeah, you you actually would like it, I think. It's very, very good. Um, so that was the only reason I ever was like, I would watch it just to watch him because I just love him and he's a good actor. Yeah, he's super funny. So he's one of the panel members. And then Nicole Scherzinger is one of the panel members. Um, and then Robin Thicke is. And then some girl, I can't remember her name, but... Her last name is McCarthy Wahlberg. I just can't remember her first. Jenny, that's her name. Anyways. <gasps> Emily remembered. Oh. Yay. And then, um, so basically, it's about all these random celebrities that nobody knows who are under all of these costumes, and they sing, and they first they give clues as to who they are, and then they sing, and then you're like, who is it? And their voice is, like, masked, so you can't, like, actually hear their actual voice unless they're singing. Ugh. And then if they get eliminated, then you finally get to know who they are. And it's just insane. And Insanely addictive. See, I thought when I when I first heard about this show, I thought it was like B and C lister actual singers. And so I was kind of like, nobody's going to know who these people are. So I saw it as very unappealing. But then Emily was telling me it's actual like celebrities like Ninja was on it. And I know a lot of the nerds out there, especially the gamer nerds know who Ninja is because he's known for spoiler alert. And oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just part of that's part of our mantra. You know, we it's spoil okay. Things. I think he came out in the first episode. So yeah, first or second. I won't say who he was. Yeah, I won't say his character because yeah. they. that's the thing is all of these celebrities with their costumes, they create this character and that's part of their, that's part of the show. Yeah. So there's like a thingamajig, a Rottweiler, a flower. Like there's just, you can be whoever you want to be, which I think is great. Yeah. And with that, I thought it would be really fun if Emily and I talked about what we would be. Emily, oh, what would your costume be? I don't know. I, sh I forgot to think about it. Oh. <laughs> forgot to think about it <laughs> well i'll go while you think in this next you know 40 minute who am i kidding it's gonna be 10 minutes by the 40 time minutes <laughs> i meant 40 second but 40 minutes probably more accurate in terms of how i like to talk um but i was thinking about it and at first i was thinking it had to well obviously it has to be something with a cat because i absolutely love cats and so i was kind of thinking oh like a top cat might be funny like a top hat so i would be black and white with like a suit and then my hat would be like or my head would be a cat you know and it'd be black and white and then i was thinking further and i was like okay i can take this a step further and then i thought what if i was neon cat neon cat from like the you probably never played this game it was like an internet game where you were this neon cat and you fl you fly and nope, you've got this stream of rainbow behind you, and then there's the song that plays. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. That does it play the entire time that I'm the pretty cat sure. is flying? Yes. Look that it. Is Do you want to see the cat? 
I looked it up, people. Look at this cat, Emily. <gasps> oh my gosh, I just figured out what I would be. It's a Pop-Tart with a cat head. Oh, I've seen that photo, but. That's that's Neon Cat. Well, I didn't know that. Well, you gosh. know now. You are educated. Well, and he has really you know. cute little pink cheeks. I, think, I would totally be Neon Cat. I think I know what I would be. Okay, what would you be? At first, I was thinking I would be something like sassy, which I don't know what that would be. Sassy. Like, I just think of the cat from Homeward Bound, or Homeward Bound, or I think that's with Ch- with it was there was the sassy Chase and Shadow. Someone out there knows what I'm talking about. It was like the three animals that run away. No, they they don't run away from home. They get lost and they have to make their way back home. They have to go homeward bound. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's homeward bound. Anyway, that was. But then I was thinking, you know, maybe I would just be like a microphone. But then I was like, mm, that's lame. That's super and lame. And so then I was Soup's like, oh, you know what? I always draw all the time. And what is my favorite thing? Uh, a dead oak tree. <laughs> An oak tree with no leaves. I literally draw it all the time. Well, not really anymore, but That would be your name, Dead Oak Tree. Yes. That's kind of (laughs) sad. Couldn't it just be oak tree? Maybe I would just like... (laughs) Winter oak tree? No. Oh, no, that would be cute. You would get cool, cute sparkles and snow. I don't like snow. I don't like snow. (laughs) I would just be a dead oak tree. That's what I would be. And I would only sing sad songs. Like ba- just ballads? Yeah, because ballads are the best. Ballads are really good. <laughs> yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Oh, I I like it, but it's just kind of sad. I feel like it's fitting for those who like know my obsession of dead trees. <laughs> like if you looked at my college notebook, you would see a lot of dead trees in there. Okay. You would see a lot of, I mean, trees are fun to draw. I do agree. Yeah. My college notebooks consisted of a lot of swirls and patterns. Lame. And I also had this thing. I really liked to draw this dinosaur and it was like a kind of T-Rex shaped, but much more cartoonish. And then I would always draw a little baby with it. And it was always a mama and a baby dinosaur. That's cute. All right, should we move on to our documentaries? I suppose we can move on to Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's my, her documentary, which is Miss Americana on Netflix, is the one that I decided to show Anne because obviously I have to expose her to all things Taylor Swift. And, um, well, basically it's just about everything about her life, I feel like. It focuses on... Like, how she became Taylor Swift, like, the star. It focuses on, like, the troubles that she's had in her life with, um... (laughs) I got distracted by it. (laughs) Um, It focuses on the struggles that she's had to go through in her life with her lawsuit and with Kanye West. And then it also focuses on how she got involved in politics and also, it just focuses on her music and how she comes up with her songs and writes and records and everything like that. So, shall we watch it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay, so we just finished it, guys. We just finished Miss Americana, Taylor Swift on Netflix. And... What'd you think, Anne? Um, I liked it. 
I mean, it, it was it was interesting. The thing I liked is it really was just I thought it was a good narrative because they didn't just I mean, they had kind of a, a part where they sat down and they were talking to her and she was kind of going through her journal as a kid when she was writing when she was 13. Um, but for the most part, it really was just they weaved together the story of her career through footage that she had taken, I'm sure, and through like cell phone footage and just through you know, footage that already existed. So you're kind of getting a real good picture into her life. And it's not just like a sit down interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And um, I did really enjoy too getting to see her songwriting process with like in the studio with, um, I'm guessing another producer or a sound designer. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure exactly. who They must have introduced him at some point, but I forgot who that guy was. Yeah, they have like lower thirds. I know one guy, Jack Antonoff is like, I think she writes a lot with him and like produces music and stuff. Okay. And then the other guy was must just be like a music producer and like creates all of her like actual like the music part of her song. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like the instrumental. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> the music part. part of her song. <laughs> it's kind of all music. She produces the lyrics. Yeah, and sings. And some of the piano like she does the basics. Anyways, Anyways. watch the thing and you'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know I liked it. I thought it was a good, like I said, I liked how it really just kind of let the story tell itself, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, I think overall, I like her music more, like the music I've heard more recently, just because it's more focused on, I mean, all of her music is about her experience, but it's less about her romantic experiences and just more like her Life. More, yeah, more her life, Seems. more broad. It can be applied a little bit more broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I really think you would like her album Red. That one was really, really good, and I think you should listen to it. I mean, I never, I don't dislike Tay Tay. I know you just like to hate on her for funsies. I, wh- when do I ever hate on Tay Tay? <laughs> I just say that I think Adele's voice is stronger. Which I'm I not agree. saying Tay Tay is not a good singer. She is. Yeah, I agree. I think that Adele has a stronger voice, but I don't know much about Adele. Like, I just, I think that Taylor Swift, her lyrics just, I just love her. I just love Taylor. She does have good lyrics. I enjoy her lyrics a lot. Um, I, I guess one of the things I like about Adele too is I just feel like Adele looks so normal. <laughs> Yeah. compared to other like superstars because taylor swift is very beautiful like and that's one thing that you know um i think she talked about like when she she did have an eating disorder for a while because she there's such this pressure on celebrities to be so beautiful and it's so easy to body shame them you mm-hmm. know like the society body shames them so easily which i just think is ridiculous like she's a beautiful person and I'm glad that she's like healthy now, <laughs> not yeah. trying to starve herself all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing like Adele, and Adele has 100% had to deal with that too, I'm sure. But it's, I don't know, I just appreciate that she looks like a normal person. Yeah. And I also liked how she talked about, it was closer to the end of the documentary, but she talked about how like female uh, performers have to reinvent themselves so much more than men do. Mm. And like, you think about it, it's so true. Like, and like, you go to a concert, like a guy, con- a guy's concert or like a male band concert. They're just like playing their instruments and singing at the mic, not really doing much. And then you go to 
a Taylor Swift concert or a girl band concert and they're putting on a show. They've got dance moves. They've got all these like background dancers that they're also dancing with and like all this stuff. You just like think of the comparison and how much more like girls have to do to just like stay relevant. It's crazy. No, yeah, it's true. And I do think that there is something to be said that like girls are expected to perform in a Mm -hmm. different way than men. Like it's just they're meant like the I feel like there's this idea that they have to look beautiful and have to present themselves in a very unique way so that they draw attention to themselves Mm -hmm. so that they draw attention to like their physique and you know and even I mean even people like like Lizzo I think that's a huge part of her costuming is she's trying to draw attention to her physique and if she like that's totally fine Mm -hmm. but that's just like I feel like we're getting super (laughs) not political that's not the right word but uh very I mean it's good to talk about these things very female boss lady yeah and like good yeah I also like just with the Super Bowl that had recently happened like everyone was like oh my gosh JLo and Shakira like they were barely wearing any clothes like did you see JLo she was like pole dancing basically and then you watch the year before with Maroon 5 and like Adam Levine like took off his shirt during the performance and everyone was like oh my gosh he's so hot he's amazing like woo and then this year people are like oh my gosh I can't believe they did that in front of like my kid was watching I can't believe that like she was dancing like that and I'm like you were fine with it last year that my thing is I I just feel bad that women have in my opinion I don't think they have to feel like they have to dance like that or that they have to dress like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I, I have no idea what JLo and Shakira think if they if that's in their head. But I feel like there's just this stigma that women have to perform like that. They have to they have to dance like that. They have to dress like that in order to get attention mm-hmm. where it's like you're good singers. You don't have to be so out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that you noted was um her family like seemed so like normal. Oh my gosh, I loved her mom. Like her she mom and so her dad sweet. just looked like normal people. Like her dad looked like a politician. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> but yeah, her mom is like the sweetest. I love her mom. Yeah, I also highly approve of her cats. And I really love that they travel everywhere with her. And she has like a cat backpack for them. Yeah, cute. Yeah, I approve of her love of cats. I I experience the same love. I'm I feel you, Tay Tay. Cats are amazing. <laughs> Um, and right after we watched the documentary and was like, let's go to YouTube. I need to watch her music videos. And I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> we watched The Man, which recently came out. We watched Me and we watched You Need to Calm Down. You're being too loud. And now I just want her to watch all of her music videos and listen to all of her albums. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that seems like a lot of content to go through. It is, but it's worth it. Okay. I'll tell you my favorites on everything. Okay. Well, anything else? Any other thoughts on Taylor Swift's documentary? Um, no. I think it was good. I liked it. Is it my favorite thing ever? No. But I gotta say, I'm this may sound negative, but I'm just gonna say it. I felt like it was like three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> That does sound negative. Maybe it was because it was the second time I watched it, but I did feel it was a little slow at times. Yeah, and I think part of that, again, is because they had to piece together a narrative from her, from previous footage that had already been created. Yeah. 
but I also, though, I kind of vaguely remember the Kanye West thing happening, mm-hmm. but I had no idea how much it hurt her career. Like, I just wasn't in the Tay-Tay realm to mm-hmm. know that. But now having watched the documentary and kind of understanding, like, I feel, I do feel bad for her. Like, that's, it's unfortunate that it happened. I don't think that, um, you know, it's just, it was just like, a, it was just unfortunate. But, yeah, you know, moved on. Everybody's moved on. Um, but. Mm, have they, though? Oh, I don't know. No. I mean, the I, Kardashians hate Taylor Swift. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, like, I heard about it, but I didn't realize. I don't think I was really, like, that into Taylor Swift when she was, like, a country artist, which was her first two albums. And then, yeah, I, I felt really bad when I, like, found out that she thought the audience was booing her. Yeah, that's what that I, was I was like. That was, like, Aw. so sad. Yeah, that <laughs> it is... made me, like, want to cry for her. Yeah, that is really sad. And especially, and I like that she was open and honest about how she's like, you know, I had this belief that I was only happy and only successful and only fulfilled when the audience loved me. Mm-hmm. And especially being a kid growing, like, a kid, kid artist, young artist, like, you know, mm-hmm. teen artist. Um, I could imagine that that's an easy mindset to fall into and then you grow up with that and it, it's a process to realize that that's not where that's not the important thing in life you know there's other fulfillment that you can find and so like I kind of appreciated that she's open and honest about that and how yeah. that moment for her was really difficult because she had never had an audience full of people booing especially mm-hmm. when and she thought it was at her so yeah like that's yeah yeah that's that must have been hard to go through. Mm-hmm. So if you love Taylor Swift, totally recommend watching it if you haven't already. If you just know about Taylor Swift and maybe you don't think that she's really anything cool or special or you think that she's overrated, I also highly recommend you watching it just to like understand her more. Yeah, just to understand her perspective. And if you yeah. still don't like her lyrics or still, you know, that's okay. But you have to at least give her, you just know. Just don't you hate have to, on yeah, her. Yeah, you don't have to. Just because you don't like someone or just because you disagree with them does not mean you have to hate on them. Like, you can disagree with people and just agree. You have to agree to disagree. It's okay. Yeah. You don't, no haters, okay? Maybe you'll just like her music 25% less. Even though I just realized for how much we're talking about don't hate, we literally are love versus hate. I know. When I was watching it, I kind of felt bad that that's what we talk about. I was like, oh, now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor Swift, if I have disappointed you. I love you. <laughs> well, we definitely do focus on the things we love. I mean, and it's more so, it's much more, the whole point of the name is the stuff that you and I love and hate. It's not, it's It's different. not like I hate all the people listening. It's no. just that I hate everything and likes. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly. And I, you know, you, I don't like The Bachelor. I hate The Bachelor. I think it's a weird show that is ridiculous, but you love it and that's I okay. And that's what our love and hate is about. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, should we move on to my documentary? Uh, if now? we have to. I just want to talk about Taylor Swift 24-7, but I guess I can switch it up. Okay, thank you. Well, <laughs> I have a lot of documentaries that are all very long, and a lot of them are not streaming. Because she's that is an the old problem. Because I'm old fashioned. Like a lot of the documentaries I would like to show Emily aren't necessarily streaming. Um, so I kind of had to get a little inventive, but 
There are a few out there. I mean, actually, I will say there are a lot of documentaries that you can stream. I just haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. I do need to get better at watching my documentaries and making those a priority in my movie list. Because usually when I sit down and I'm like, I want to watch a movie, I immediately go, what's Disney got? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love Disney movies. Their content is just amazing. Okay. I love it's just happy oh also Hayao Miyazaki that's actually my first go-to I will try and find a Hayao Miyazaki film that I want to watch because everybody knows Spirited Away um My Neighbor Totoro and Howl's Moving Castle those are like my three main go-tos when I need a happy movie because whatever that's so good (laughs) all the nerds out there know what I'm talking about I hope somebody does (laughs) they're anime movies oh I'll make you watch one at some point Maybe oh. maybe my neighbor Totoro only because it's the shortest. So at least you, at least you I know at least you have that. And also it's just it's cute. It's really adorable. Although it's not my favorite. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Anne's like thought process sometimes just like makes me laugh. <laughs> it, it does uh. kind of go wild. And I usually express it out loud as yeah, the thing. Yeah, she does. Especially at work too. Sometimes like her thought process. <laughs> but and I'm like, oh, when is she going to stop? <laughs> I know. Emily will just look at me and be like, and I need to, to know all of this because... <laughs> anyway, okay. So let's get into what I'm actually... So Yeah, what am I watching? I, I just wanted to say real fast that when it comes to documentaries... You have, have you seen any Ken Burns? I don't know. <sighs> Ken Jong, what? <laughs> Ken Burns, he's. I feel arguably, like I know who he is, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. He's probably <laughs> one of, I would argue, one of the most famous documentarians because his documentaries are very long, like miniseries, basically, oh. and they're really good. Um, and they're very in-depth, and uh, I just really like them a lot. I highly recommend his baseball series. Even if you're not a – I'm not a sports person. I'm not a, a – Baseball sucks. No, Emily, wait, though. Even if you're not a baseball person, it's so fascinating, and he does such a good – it's so good. Highly recommend that one. I also – he has a Civil War one that is very good. National Why? Parks. I haven't watched Ugh. that one yet. Want to. Those all sound, like, really boring. <laughs> uh, and also a Prohibition one. Ooh, and a Jazz. Ugh. The jazz, you would might actually like jazz. I'm, I would probably like Prohibition and the jazz one, which I earlier today, Anne was telling me a couple of her like options. She was telling me a little bit about this, but I totally forgot it just now. Um, she was telling me about Prohibition. And I was like, yeah, I know what that is. Wait, what if I don't? I was trying to like see, because sometimes Anne likes to make me feel stupid, but like it's because of her sister. So thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> So my sister and I, real fast, I, I realized I still haven't said the documentary we're going to watch. It's okay. Um, we're not going to watch it. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we are. Um, so my sister has this thing where I'll say, she'll say something. I'll be like, who is that? Or I'll say, what is that? And she'll be like, you don't know. And I'll be like, no. And she's like, well, then you don't deserve to know. And I won't tell you. Wow. And she won't tell she'll me. She'll say that? Well, she hasn't done it recently. It was more when we were growing up. But yes, she'll be like, well, then you don't get to know. You don't deserve it if you don't know who that is. And so then it just kind of got instilled into me. And now I've realized that I'm passing it along to Emily. And I. Yeah. So the other week she was like (laughs) playing a a song by Queen. And she was like, Emily, do you even know who this is? I was not saying it like that. Yes, she was. And I was like, yeah, I know who it is. And she's like, who is that? And I was like, I'm not telling you because you're treating me like trash. (gasps) Oh, I know. And 
I just want to educate you. I know. And who in the Queen process, is, and make I know me who Freddie Mercury because, is. <laughs> because I know. Uh, Anyways, what's anyway. your documentary? <laughs> yeah, wow, that took a long roundabout way to get there. Oh, man, there's so many good ones. And oh, man, there's so many topics I want to introduce you to. I really should have, and at some point, the next time we do documentaries, we'll probably do one about the South Pole exploration because I know I've told you, but oh, I've talked about it on the podcast. Yes. I remember. Anyway, I'm still not talking about what the documentary is. The documentary is Planet Earth. So yeah, Planet Earth is a series, a documentary series, and it's focused all on the regions of our planet that are uh, uninhabited by humans and also just like the beauty of our planet and just its wildlife and its plants. And it's just really about planet earth and so that's why it's called planet earth it's an amazing series um they actually ended up doing a second part and then it also it was kind of i mean there were other obviously documentaries um based on planet earth but this was kind of the first really full encompassing one with this footage that had just documented these things that had never been seen before um and it just documented it in a really beautiful way with these just beautiful like cinematography and beautiful time lapses and it's just a really amazing series and it's just so beautiful and it goes all over so the first episode that emily and i watched was pole to pole so it's kind of actually a good one to start with because it starts in the north goes through the south but it's kind of covers each region just real kind of briefly and just kind of some of the creatures that are there some of the wildlife And um, it just kind of gives you a good overview, pole to pole, of what our Earth kind of looks like. And so, you know, it stops in like the Amazon at the equator and it um, it looked briefly even just like in the northern region, like when fall comes. It's narrated by David Attenborough and he's just like, his voice is just so soothing and calming. And it's just, and it's also, they just present really fascinating facts and it's just really good. So wait, this is a Ken Burns documentary? No, this is not Ken Burns. It's a BBC oh. documentary. Oh, okay. Got we'll it. also recommend Nova. All Nova documentaries are pretty much amazing. Anyway. I also, an honorable mention <laughs> <laughs> is Blackfish, if you haven't seen it yet. Which I have seen Lots Blackfish. of people have probably already seen it's it. A very, it's a very, very good one. It's so sad. It's very sad. I love a sad documentary. I kind of do too, actually. And like our crime, like the Ted Bundy series. Is that considered a documentary series or is that just a That's crime a series? Um, because I also like those kinds too, but yeah. I'm not sure if that is like considered a crime series or a documentary or maybe it's a crime documentary. Yeah, Ooh. I think it would maybe fall into that because it, it, if it's documenting a real life experience, place, person, it's a documentary. So I would say it is, but focused on a crime that was committed so yeah is it is it dramatized because that's different i don't know i haven't seen it because honestly there's (laughs) i actually was looking into just like the different types of documentaries and there's a lot of different types because there's Mm -hmm. um the type that's much more dramatized based where it's a it's a retelling but it's still considered like a documentary because you're still enacting out what really happened Mm -hmm. but it's more dramatized and you're not necessarily you don't have like a voice over anything um you know there's the there's also the documentary where like you kind of are in it almost. I don't know the terms for these. I'd have to look it up again, but there's like where you have a cameraman following you along in almost real time 
into what's happening. And so that's when it's kind of like much more, it's usually a lot more, um, kind of freeform because uh, you know they're just kind of like there's just a guy with a camera recording what's going on maybe you should talk about documentaries and all the different types on your newest podcast that you're a host of which oh and is also a like a podcast extraordinaire over here Duh. she's got three podcasts she's totally cheating on me <gasps> oh no <laughs> No, don't say that. Ours will always, always be the first. Well, why don't you do like a quick plug of your other ones? Oh, well, thank you. I will. Um, So the other podcast I'm doing with my sister, Maggie, it is called Gruntled. So Gruntled is all about all things overlooked and unexpected. So things, whether it's a person or a place or an idea or just, you know, things in life that you maybe don't think about that are unexpected and kind of overlooked. And so we dive into those. Um, so yeah, you can listen to us on iTunes. Um, we're also on Podbean. We're working on getting on Spotify. Um, we're just starting it up now. And uh, yeah, we just kind of talk about those kind of, you know, not only history, but science and culture and anything. We're open to anything. So definitely yeah. check us out. Woot. All right, now let's watch this documentary, shall we? Let's. Emily, we just finished uh, the Pole to Pole episode, which is the first episode of Planet Earth. What did you think? That was so sad and depressing. Like, I was just, like, crying the whole time. Why was it sad and depressing? Because, like, all these animals just, like, need water or it's really cold. Like, the polar bears and the penguins haven't eaten in four months or, like, it's negative 70 degrees. And, like, they just they just can't wait until the sun comes out. And then you see, like, the elephants in the Kalahari Desert that are just trying to find water and, like... They have to go through all these dust storms and the baby couldn't even see. So he ran into a tree. That was the worst. No, And then, no, well, no, even worse than that was they show a little baby that got separated and lost, yeah. but it's following the dust storm has passed and it's following tracks of its mother. And then David, the, the narrator, he's just like, he's going the wrong he's way. Going the wrong oh. way. <laughs> and then like the shark attacks on the seals, like I hate the circle of life. <laughs> it's so depressing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is sad. And it's it was funny. Emily even made the comment like, why don't I feel bad for all these stupid bugs? <laughs> I'm like, it's because they're not, you don't feel any, they don't, they're not cute. So you don't feel any kind of motherly instinct at all towards them. Yeah. They're just like, you. I yeah. do have to say, though, when we were watching the polar bears, and then the birds in the tropical forest, there was one bird in particular that was just, <laughs> a bit he ridiculous. was having the best time. <laughs> and it made me kind of want to be either a polar bear or whatever species of that bird was on The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it also made me think, I genuinely, like one of my favorite animals ever is wolves. I think they are absolutely gorgeous creatures. And I would totally be a wolf on the mass Singer as well. Yeah. Because those, they're just beautiful. I but, mean, yes, they're gruesome and, you know, predators, but they are gorgeous creatures. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, it was pretty. I really did like the like time lapses of like all the seasons changing and the leaves on the trees blooming and all that stuff. That was really pretty. As like a, a lover of film and like knowing how people got the shot and yes. editing, I'm just like, how the heck did they do that? That I know. is crazy. That's one of the things like I think Planet Earth was kind of one of the first... And I mean, Blue Planet and others followed it for sure that kind of um, did this similar thing. But Planet Earth was one of the first that really presented the Earth in this very cinemagraphic way. Is that a word, cinemagraphic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> very beautiful cinematography. Cinematic, thank you. <laughs> cinemagraphic. I was, trying, I was combining cinematic and cinematography. It was this really cinematic, beautiful, and it took them years to get this footage and obviously multiple teams. And it's just incredible, the footage that they captured. And some of these creatures, it's like, you know, you don't see them and they were able to capture it. So um, I think that's one of the things that makes it really special is just the footage and just, and also I just love the narration and how they do kind of tell a sort of story with it. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the whole series, like they do, um, they focus on different parts of, so this one was pole to pole. So it's kind of good overview, but there's a lot that focus on specific regions and you just get to kind of dive more into depth into like what lives there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just impressive. Like, so it starts in the uh, North pole and it's showing um, some polar bears and stuff or was it the South Pole? No, it was the North, I think. It went from... I don't know. Either way, doesn't <laughs> matter. It was somewhere cold and it was Antarctic. Or Arctic. I guess Arctic is whatever. And yeah, there are these polar bears and uh, they're trying to climb up this mountain. Emily's just like, oh man, that poor camera crew. Like, I would not have done that. And I'm 100% on the same board as you. I like the cold, but I am not climbing those ice mountain sheets. Minus of, 70 degrees. Yeah, no, thank no. you. Ain't so, nobody got time for that. Yeah, no. But um, it kind of also, as so it also started with like the penguins a little bit. It also reminded me of March of the Penguins. I love mm -hmm. that documentary. That is a very good documentary. Yeah, at first I thought this whole episode was going to be focused on like the North and South Pole with like all snow. And I was like, oh, I really don't like films that take place in the winter all the time because it makes me cold. <laughs> Makes me you know what we cold. need to watch speaking of pole to pole we need to watch michael palin's pole to pole you know what we need to watch speaking of poles magic mike just kidding <laughs> <laughs> total opposite direction no we do need to, michael palin is a world traveler i would be extremely surprised if you knew who that was all the old-fashioned nerds out there know who i'm talking about though do you know who Michael Palin is? No. Is it he, Sarah Palin's son? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael Palin is one of the pythons from um, Monty Python and the Flying Circus. Have you heard of that? Probably heard of Monty Python's Holy yes. Grail. Yeah, same people. So he's, he's one of those guys. And uh, after um, the pythons kind of, you know, moved on and did their own things and kind of separated, he ended up becoming a world traveler and he did multiple travel series. Um, and they're really, really good. So I'll probably have to subject you to one of those sometime. Um, but anyway, that's a total side note. I, you know, this whole episode just turned into me talking about all the documentaries that I want you to watch and not actually talk about the one that I showed you. <laughs> well, I did a little bit, but. Yeah, I just think that we don't give animals enough credit because look at all the stuff they have to go through. Yeah. Like they have to go through four or five months of not eating, four or five months of not having water, four or five months 
of not seeing sunlight. Hundreds and hundreds of miles of traveling, yeah. too. Yeah. It's just crazy. Applause to you. Kudos, props. I know. And it's everything. sad because a lot of those same creatures are going extinct. So yeah. it's also very sad. Yeah. But all right, Emily, I really do want to know what is your life lesson from planet Earth? My life lesson is hmm, that's a good one. What is I think my life lesson is to never take our earth for granted because it provides everything that we need. Yeah, it's really a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And it's to incredible. respect it because we humans are ruining the earth. And we need to stop that. So, Anne, what is your life lesson from the Miss Americana Taylor Swift documentary? I think that my life lesson has to be, you know, don't let other people dictate what you want to say. You know, if you feel like you have something on your heart, if you feel like you're in a position to say something and you want to say it, I think you should say it. And it's okay. And, you know, don't let... uh, Don't let the opinions of society and other people knock you down because... Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. Nobody knows the whole circumstance. Nobody knows... Nobody knows exactly how you're feeling. Only you can know that. So don't let them... Don't let them rain on your parade. You know? Holla. Preach. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Um, Do we need to have a life lesson from the masked singer? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I think the life lesson from the masked singer is if you have a passion, even if maybe you don't want to pursue it for like your whole career, but you still have a passion to do something, just go for it. There's no harm in trying. Like, Anne and I, we, like, with this podcast, we're just like, we like to talk. We like to talk to each other. We disagree on things. Let's see how it goes. Let's try it out. And we're having a blast. Yeah, I agree. And I would say, don't ever think that someone can't sing. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people that uh, Emily has listed on that show. And I'm like, what? Especially Ninja. I was very surprised. I was like, Ninja Spoiler can alert. sing. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I still haven't said who his character was. But yeah, I'm like, he can sing? Dang. And they're pretty good, too. I'm impressed. So yeah, sing your heart out, people. That's my life lesson. Just sing your heart out. Yes. Also, speaking of The Masked Singer and spoiler alerts, please, I have not finished the second season yet. I don't even know <laughs> if it's finished. But if you are ahead of me... um. I just figured out who the Black Widow is. Do not spoil anything, okay? Okay, thank you. Do not spoil it on social media. Speaking of social media, we have. <laughs> yes, beautiful segment. We are on um, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Love versus Hate Podcast. And then we also have a YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes and also 
bonus content so you should definitely check that out yeah and you can definitely email us at love versus hate podcast at gmail.com and i just want to say for the record that from now until the end of time twitter will never be known as twitter ever again and will always be known as twitter do you know why i call it twitter no because of one direction Ah. Facebook and Twitter. Twitter? Oh, 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 man. I can't believe that I haven't had a One Direction episode yet. Oh, my gosh. But boy, is it coming. You oh, better believe. Oh, boy bands, because I'm totally Whoa. doing the Beatles, 100%. I think we need a whole episode just for One Direction, though. I know, but and no. Okay, then we get a whole episode on just the Beatles. Fine, but Fine. One Direction's going to be better. No, what, the Beatles is going to be better. <laughs> one Direction. Let it go down in history and let this be done, and we will see when these episodes das come Bidania. out. Das Beatles. I don't know Versus. what that means. I think it's Russian, though. One Direction. <laughs>